The Persistent and Nasty podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. Persistent and Nasty Podcast has teamed up with We Edition to offer our listeners 25% off monthly subscription. Head over to We Edition and type in NASTY, all capital letters, 25 at checkout. I have said it before, I will say it again. We Edition really are the future of casting. And also you can make money while being a member on the site. You can um, be a scene partner for people and you can help with accents. You can just generally help each other out. And it's a really important thing for us to do, especially during these times and just a lovely way to have community. Our other offer for our listeners is still with Backstage. Backstage are offering our actors 12 months free subscription. You heard that right, 12 months free if you follow the link in the description box. For casting directors, you can post free castings when you type in Persistent and Nasty at checkout. Hello and welcome to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. Hope that you are all doing well. So today it's another episode of Misha Flying Solo. Misha chats to filmmaker and director Aaliyah Gafar and producer of Lo- eh, from Lothian Films, Laura McBride. They chat about their new film, Scuzz, which is a short which should have been released at the Edinburgh um, Film Festival, but you know, Covid and all of that. Anyway, I'm sure it will get to a festival very soon and be super brilliant. Misha's actually seen it and loved it. A couple of notes about the podcast today. Uh, There is a little sound issue and Misha's mic drops about 35 minutes in. You can still hear her. It just sounds a little crackly. Um, Unfortunately, again, this is the problem with COVID. Still doing everything over Zoom. Cannot wait till we are back in the same room with people to be able to record in person. And we have really missed seeing people. Um, So yeah, that will be really wonderful when that happens. Also today, we want to do a little nasty shout out to our friend and previous guest on the podcast, Shauna McDonald. Shauna is organising a whole bunch of Monday masterclasses to fundraise for Edinburgh Youth Theatre, which she runs. And uh, her first guest is going to be Jack Loudon on Monday the 24th of August. The next one after that will be with the wonderful Kate Dickey on the 21st of September. You can get tickets from Eventbrite. The link is in the description of this episode. As always, guys, remember to like and review the episodes and share them with all of your friends. It really does make a difference. You can follow us on all social media, Persistent and Nasty on Instagram persistent nasty on twitter and persistent and nasty on facebook and as always give us a wee email if you want a wee chat persistent and nasty at gmail.com guys sit back relax enjoy this really interesting conversation about filmmaking and also about guacaroni did you guys know that that guacaroni was a thing because i sure didn't anyway as always guys get a wee cup of tea sit back relax enjoy Welcome everybody to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. I am very excited to be here today with Aliyah Gaffar and Laura McBride. I feel like we just need to 
kick kick this off with a little introduction, allow you both to talk about your lovely selves. Okay, dogs. Um, yeah, I'm Aaliyah. Uh, I'm a writer director uh, from and based in Glasgow. Um, I have made a couple of short films now. So my first short film was Salt and Sauce, which was my graduation film from studying at Edinburgh College of Art. Um, and uh, I've just completed a short film called Scuzz, which uh, was commissioned by Scottish Film Talent Network. Um, and currently working on a potential feature and writing lots of bits and bobs and having an existential crisis, not really. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm Laura McBride. I set up a production company called Bolian Films, which focuses on working with female writer-directors and those diverse voices that aren't usually in the film industry at the moment. I worked with Aaliyah on SCUS and I've made a couple of shorts before that, um, mainly at university. And yeah, we're working on a feature development uh, at the moment on an adaptation of a play. So that's keeping us pretty busy. I'm excited to hear more about it. How did you two first meet? Was it on the um, on SCUS? Was it starting SCUS or had you worked together before? We hadn't worked together before. I think we knew each other's names, funnily, yeah. because um, Laura did the Masters at Screen Academy at Napier, um, and she was doing that whilst I was doing my undergrad at Edinburgh College of Art. So we we're both studying in Edinburgh um, and somehow just didn't cross paths, even though seemed to meet every other filmmaker, really. It was really weird, yeah. So we've got loads yeah. of like kind of mutual contacts and people who I had heard Aaliyah's name so many times. And I remember seeing Salt and Sauce and being like, I need to find out who made that. <laughs> and then when um, SFTN came around and Aaliyah had put Scuzz in originally, and then SFTN got in touch uh, looking for producers. And I read all the treatments that had been put forward and all the applications. And I was like, ooh, this one sounds interesting. <laughs> so got in touch and asked for a message to be passed on. Yeah, and then we ended up having a meeting because, yeah, as Laura said, I applied to SFTN without a producer attached and just intending to to hopefully meet someone if I got onto the scheme. And so then Laura and I met up and had a really weird lunch in a cafe. <clears throat> Right. It, sounds like such, it sounds like such a lovely like old-fashioned romance the courtship <laughs> passing on letters yeah. <laughs> letters were passed and then lunch was had in Finiston <laughs> the rest is, is history this, <laughs> it was this weird hipster cafe wasn't it it's like covered in roses and people were coming in and getting their pictures taken against like the instagram wall and we ordered this food and Aaliyah got this like weird pasta that was like cold and made of avocado. So yeah, we were... <laughs> so it was called guacaroni and I thought, <laughs> right, from my interpretation from the menu was macaroni cheese with like a guacamole element. That sounds quite tasty. That's got, that's got but... serious potential. <laughs> it was cold pasta and like an avocado puree sauce, like green sludge. I couldn't even, 
So we were meeting for the first time and try to chat about the film and figure out if we wanted to work together. But I'm very like distracted by this meal that I can't eat. But I feel like, yeah, <laughs> we just we just clicked and bonded over that. for that guacaroni. <laughs> I, I had to go get a second lunch straight after. <laughs> I was like starving. I was like, oh, it's awful. I love that. But yeah, guacaroni is like the glue to your <laughs> relationship. We did. So, we did keep the receipts. So I was like, we're going to charge us back to SFTN budget when we get the money. <laughs> SFT are like, we don't pay for crap, crap lunches. This can't be done. It's just out of it. We were going to get the funding. Absolutely, it's great. Absolutely, and I love how. um, Oh shit! My train of thoughts just. This happens every single time. I don't (laughs) know why my brain just like farts, and that's it. My train of thoughts gone. The fact that the Scottish industry is so like that. How you hear these names about, and and then somehow you just randomly meet. It was a bit like how we'd met Aliyah about the because I'd seen salt and sauce as well and was the same mm. I was like this shit is good and like and you like you watch it and you're like that is what we want to be seeing and then we bumped into each other at that party and I was like oh my god she did salt and sauce <laughs> yeah. your reputation proceeds to earlier <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, it's the chippy girl oh gosh <laughs> I know I think um yeah Misha I'm trying to think if we first met at that party or I had been an extra in that film you were in, which actually I think is the first time I met you, but we didn't speak to each other. Oh, really? Was that one of Delilah's films? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was the one and I came and I had to wear, all I remember is that, yeah, we had to wear pink. So I wore (gasps) pink and I was was sitting in the background of a cafe. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god I'd forgotten about that so I've still not seen the final cut of that yet but I'm so excited that's Delilah's pink and blue um that was the second film so I was thinking about her first one which is against uh. current where everyone had to wear fish masks and then the second film Delilah <laughs> did um so it's with Giller so her film collective and um I just say it's Delilah because she's the the DOP and she's written and directs I think but with Anna and Rosie as well um but yeah, pink and blue. We had this cafe scene where everyone was in pink in the background. It was it was really bizarre. It was a really weird day actually. I think I had a kidney infection, so I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm so sad." And oh, like, no. I just felt like I felt really rude because there was all these amazing extras there, and I was just like, "I need to conserve all the energy I've got because I am dying." I realized that day that I was like, I feel like I'm quite bad at being directed. <laughs> I was like. I feel like I'm not doing a good job in the background in this cafe scene. I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, Are you I'm, thinking about all the things that you would have done if you were directing it? A little bit. Like, director. I, I am quite, I am a wee bit bad for that, I think, sometimes when I'm on, yeah, probably just a bit of a control freak or something. <laughs> not a bad Did you way. feel... Did you feel like it helped you like form how you would direct differently? Like, did it? Because I feel like sometimes with when you gain experience, like shoe on the other foot, it helps you like mm. develop your practice. But it actually, just sounds like you're like, well, turns out I'm a cold control no, freak. That's me. No, I don't know <laughs> what it is. You know, I think you know. Rather than that, it's not that I was like that. I would be like, because I love working on other people's shoots and collaborating with people. Like, that's not it. But it's more just I I like I overthink everything too much because I think I have 
that experience of directing something like my brain kind of goes into overdrive of like how I'm I can see it so then I'm overthinking and then I realize Aaliyah you're just meant to be like pretending to chat and drink a juice in the background (laughs) just do that please Um, I find it really funny that like because you've said this before you're like I'm a control freak but like every time I've worked with you you're one of the most open directors I've worked with as in you kind of you're always really interested in what people the the way that other people see things and the way that other I don't know other HODs and other heads of department actually input into stuff so I think you've got this idea of yourself that's very different to how you I think actually it's probably yeah control freak is the wrong word because as you say like I think I'm very like against the whole auteur director theory and stuff and that really annoys me and filmmaking is a collaboration and it's not that like you're working with other people to make something you know I hate like I hate the ego that comes with some directors and how it's very much about them like I just think it's really annoying and uh, disrespectful to your collaborators you know because you literally could not make a film without them you're just kind of like helping steer things and you know and they're all contributing to like the thing you want to make but it's maybe more that I'm just very anxious about everything (laughs) So it's maybe more of like being over um over anxious about it all. But then when I'm making something or involved, but I think that's just because you care a lot, really. Like you're very I'm always very invested in it. Yeah. 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 And you said you went to Edinburgh College of Art. Do had mm. you always known that you wanted to be a director? Or had you gone in thinking, I love filmmaking, not sure where I'm gonna be, but we'll just go and see or yeah no I so it was quite it was quite a late decision in a way I mean it was just at the end of high school and I basically when I was younger I kind of really enjoyed creative writing and I enjoyed doing that and I started to kind of really love films but the main thing was I went to drama classes and I really wanted to be an actress like I loved acting so I I went to these um like I did drama club at school and stuff and then I went to these Saturday classes at the conservatoire for teenagers and I did that from 13 to 18 like every Saturday for like five years what years did you what so what years did you go because I would I did that as well I wonder (gasps) if we I wonder if we cross paths there as well we might have done um Oh, how old am I? So I would have left in 2013 and probably started going in like 2008, 2007. I think think that was the exact same time I was there as well. How funny. We must have seen each other. So what age are you? We can cut this bit out. (laughs) I know. We'll do a wee beeper over this. No, it's fine. I'm 25. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe you were in the year group above me then. Oh, maybe. That there is you go. Small how the stars, the stars aligned. <laughs> they did. Look at us now. Do you so, know, they were great courses. They were really yeah. good for giving people that um, very professional training very early yeah. on and giving you a proper insight into what... It, it was such an amazing opportunity to be creative, I felt. We mm. did a lot of, like, devising. I don't know if your, yours yeah, were the same. we and did think, as well. Um, 
yeah, I I feel very fortunate to have done that because those classes are quite expensive as well. And luckily my parents like, you know, could help me out and send me along because that kind of like really changed me. That set me on the path to what I'm doing now, but it also changed me a lot as a person. Like I was quite very like insecure and shy and quiet. And that gave me like a creative outlet and let me kind of meet more like-minded people. Um, and I loved acting and my thing was I wanted to go to drama school. But then as part of those classes towards the end, so I think when I was like 16, I did like an acting for screen uh, class where I was actually taught by Katrina McInnes, who's like <laughs> um, a really great director as well, um, and who I like see at stuff now. And she's the one that I guess got me into like making films, which is kind of funny to think. Um, and then I just ended up learning a little bit about, yeah, working behind the camera and writing and directing and what was involved so made a kind of first little film where I, I didn't really properly write and direct it but I kind of like did bits and bobs and I really liked it and then um met a good friend of mine Andrew at that age um who was like a friend at drama class's boyfriend from school and then he was into cameras and I was interested in writing, directing, and I had all these friends that like wanted to act. So it just became, let's make stuff. Um, and yeah, then we we made like little films, like at the weekends, you know, just on his DSLR, um, getting our pals together. And that became the films that I then applied to study filmmaking with. So yeah so it kind of went from like really wanting to act but thinking oh I probably won't get into drama school and I'll go study like English or philosophy or something like that because I was like I'm not gonna get into drama school I mean that I think that's kind of where I put the acting thing aside that I was like oh it's just it would be too hard like you don't look like a supermodel like even if you might be good you're not gonna get any parts just like nah um so I was kind of like, nah, let's let's do something where I have a bit more creative control or like that I can uh, be invested in. So then I picked another unstable industry, filmmaking. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's interesting though when you look at the ways that people get into film and get into filmmaking. Like acting and drama seems to be something that's so, at least in Scotland or in Edinburgh where I grew up, it's it's something that's quite easy to get into. Whereas filmmaking or the film industry, even though it brings in so much money, generally isn't seen as a career path for people who don't come from film-based families or who don't already have the money or have those kinds of access and resources. Yeah. So it's not until you get to a certain level where you're like, oh, maybe actually I could do film and that's what I wanted to do all along. That's like, the problem, yeah. Because you yeah, don't... It's the total stigma against yeah. it. yeah. It's not like, I mean, I think maybe it's changing a bit now. I know some people do media studies and stuff at school, but um, if I hadn't had the luck of like being able to go to those classes um, at the weekends, I wouldn't have known anything about what was involved in making a film. Like I really like, I loved watching them and I kind of got into them because I loved actors and I would like watch films that had 
actors I loved in them. And then I started branching out a bit because my dad was quite into movies and would show me different stuff. Um, but yeah, I didn't actually, I didn't never thought, oh, how is that made? Like, what is a crew? Like, um, so it's really hard for people to get exposure to, as you say, yeah. Laura, like it's quite, it's shrouded in mystery when you're young. I think like, it's quite funny when my mum talks about it now because she was like, see, when you were a kid and we used to watch films, you did my absolute nothing. Cause I'd be like, look, her hair's in the wrong place than it was. Or why are they doing <laughs> it like that? That doesn't look proper. Her character wouldn't do that. That doesn't make any sense. And then my path was slightly different because I just never thought film was a thing I could do. So I'd been quite into art and quite into graphic design. So I went away to uni uh, in Leeds and studied visual communications and specialised in typography, graphic design and arts projects and community arts. So then ended up doing a lot of community artwork, working with young disadvantaged people, which eventually led into doing filmmaking workshops as a tool for engagement. And then it was like about seven years later and I was like hey actually maybe I want to be making the films and not just <laughs> helping people make films <laughs> but there's that crossover between working as a producer and working in talent development and making projects happen and having those contacts and that organizational skills that just kind of transferred quite easily over well when mm -hmm. I did the MA at Screen Academy so it's funny why the routes you, why people take yeah, it is so interesting. Why did you pick Screen Academy opposed to doing a master's somewhere else or going down to London or? Um, because I don't have that much money and Screen Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be that money. Absolutely <laughs> valid. Well, because I was, I was entitled to a creative skill set like a hardship grant for my course fees. So I, I never paid anything to do my master's and I got a hardship grant of, I think it was two grand to help me as well alongside it. Whereas if I'd gone to NFTS, it would have cost me about 25 grand to do it. And I just don't have the finances or resources to do that. The um, amount of money these things cost mm -hmm. is absolutely mind blowing. What I was yeah. going to say um, as well about the kind of, kind of pathways in and engaging with young people and, and how drama like doing acting is such a soft mm. way of like getting people into the industry but mm. you're right there isn't that same engagement with you would think that the film industry would have more uh, active engagement yeah, the I feel like the be... theatre industry does quite a lot of like engaging with young people whereas mm. there doesn't seem to be quite as much when you're right there's more money in film and there's more work there and it's a more sustainable yeah. job in actual yeah. fact as even like as coronavirus has proven the film industry will be back up and running far far sooner than the theatre industry yeah but at the yeah. same time there is not the same engagement so that young people aren't recognizing early enough well not even early enough because you're right it's never too late to come into yeah. the industry and, and no matter your path it's always beneficial and it always leads you in the way that you need to but there isn't there could be earlier engagement so that young starting so they're starting to do something called uh, the BFI Film Academy has been running for a couple of years, which has a specific remit of working with 16 to 19 year olds. So it's kind of the equivalent of like drama classes. Um, but that's only been film education's only really been a thing for, say, the past 10 years, whereas other arts organisations have been running education programmes for like 20, 30, 40 years since community engagement started. So it's still still trying its best to catch up but there is yeah. stuff like the creative skill sets uh, the way that I got my first job in the industry again was via creative skill set who are now called screen skills 
So I applied to do their traineeship scheme, which is basically a year and a bit, I think it is, where they put you on jobs in the industry and they subsidise it. So that money comes from all the different, um, it's like the skill set levy, it's called. So all productions over a certain budget level put money towards this training fund and then that funds that. So it's starting to move yeah. away from what it was. It's just, it's on its way. It's not quite there yet. Yeah, well, that's just sure. my ignorance, not, not knowing that that was there, but that is really good. I'm glad that there are things I'd, in place. That's the thing. It's really difficult to find out about some of this stuff unless mm. you've got, unless you've got an in or unless maybe, I don't know, somebody like Screen Education Edinburgh will come to your school. But if you don't have that access, it's quite difficult to find out. Mm. Still, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. Like I did a little bit when I was a student of like, um, I like made a film with kids from like a, a youth club in Leith. Um, Remember that's how you got in touch with me, that email. Yes, we recently discovered that um, basically when I was in my third year at uh, uni and I wanted to make a film, <laughs> I like wanted to work. Um, it was like kind of a script about... Um, these kind of three 12 year old boys and I really wanted to do like workshops with um with kids and like uh with young people and try and do it through some sort of youth organization so we recently found out that I'd done I'd sent an email to Laura way back then I guess in 2016 and um, yeah, that was like maybe just a bit before that yeah, yeah because you worked at um I was creative learning worker at Screen Education Edinburgh working and uh, putting together and coordinating their programs for young people in filmmaking and Aaliyah yeah. had emailed me being like hey I want to work with some kids if you want advice <laughs> <laughs> and I sent yeah, out this big great. massive email back <laughs> such a helpful email it's really really good <laughs> Then she suggested I get in touch with the Citadel Youth Centre, which is a really brilliant youth centre in Leith. Um, and I did, and then I um, did some like workshops and stuff where I kind of like, um, I guess it was working with the kids more as helping like write the script with them and get their input on it. Um, and then there was three boys that then like starred in the in the film, starred, acted. Now is this like Hollywood? Although that does it was that, to them visualization. I never. Uh, I actually have a fond memory of like making that film, like tiny crew and everything. We were like at a bus stop in Leith, and then these two guys in the road being like, "What's that? They're filming!" And then the guy being like, "It's train spotting too," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I am Danny Boyle, like clearly." <laughs> <laughs> Second unit, Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. So, yeah, but it was interesting doing, yeah, and then I did a few more things like teaching a little drama course and, and doing film stuff with then the kids there. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like, there's just so much like talent, but they just don't have exposure to the process of like, yeah making films like it is such a mystery it feels like such an abstract thing but you really it's feel also, that like like getting in touch when they're that young and encouraging them and giving them some information on like the different roles that exist in film mm -hmm. and how they could fulfill it and that's how we're actually going to get like interest in new voices coming through and yeah making the industry like more diverse which it desperately needs
I think as well, it's such a thing with film that's similar to fashion where you're expected to kind of do a lot for free. Mm. And it's so difficult if you, I mean, we shot Scuzz whilst both of us were working full time in production companies. So it's like trying to balance all of that work whilst also doing a full time job because neither of us could afford not to work. And yeah. you can only be in a quite a privileged situation whereby you can dedicate yourself entirely to your career as a writer, director, producer. I mean, how else do you do it? <laughs> is that, like, that is the constant struggle, really. It's like balance a, a day job with, yeah, trying to do that and make, make work. And it's like, yeah, it's, I think, one of the major barriers that people face. It's a huge yeah. struggle. And it's, there's a, it's because people don't necessarily see that from the outside mm. world. They only see the product or they only mm. see like the exciting stuff that you're posting on social media. They don't necessarily recognize the amount of work and juggling and balancing and burnouts that mm. yeah. are behind getting these projects out and and I think that's the reality check because even when you're studying you don't get that reality because when you're studying you're focusing on your projects yeah. and you've got time and you've got complete creative like you're literally creative 24 7 if yeah. I mean you've got your part-time work on the side but when you're in when you're in class that like yeah. that's what you're focusing on yeah. and I think it is those first few years when you come out the other side when you're balancing everything and you're trying to like get your first few bits under your belt so that you can like show your portfolio off and you can get your name out there it's a real it's a real struggle and so it is it's important to talk about it and like destigmatize that and it's we talk about honestly I feel sometimes like these podcasts are like echo chambers because it's like (laughs) it's the hustle we are all hustling and that's yeah. okay. It's totally. okay to have multiple jobs. It's okay to have jobs that aren't in the industry as well to make yeah. ends meet because quite often we will have multiple little things that are just keeping us afloat and it's just always topping up. Yeah, I mean, there is and- quite an easy solution to that, which is do like the creative skill set thing was great for that or like screen nets. They basically pay your wage every month and you work across a couple of jobs. So if there was like even just a Scottish wide or whatever, like the John Braeburn Awards where you apply and you get a certain amount of money so that you can put yourself aside for four or five months and just create. It's almost Mm -hmm. like the bursaries, like the artist in-house residencies, but with Mm -hmm. screen media and some of the kind of more unusual media rather than just theatre or poet in residence type thing, like filmmaker Mm -hmm. in residence somewhere, fund somebody for a year and see what they make. Yeah, I always think what France do is such an amazing way because they've got artists wages and they literally will pay artists. I I don't know if it's a three year artists wage and they literally just have three years on this wage and I think you need to reapply. I might have made that up entirely. I might have heard (laughs) one fact and made it something different. (laughs) That's what we need. In my head, that is what we need. In fact, it's funny. we were in a production meeting uh, for a glimpse and that was yeah. one of the things that we were talking about that everyone was trying to balance things and if you just knew that the money was there the bills were being paid then mm. you wouldn't need to to stress about everything else if the, if the money was there and you had funding mm. to just create work it would take so much pressure off because quite often artists are in fundraisers they don't yeah. have the capacity to find yeah. funds to do their project and Obviously, that's why you work with producers, but at the same time... I was going to say, that's why Aaliyah's got me. Yay, <laughs> at your service. And pay my mortgage. <laughs> that's, that's funny too, though, isn't it? Because um, 
yeah, like uh, because I, I've worked for a production company and kind of work, you know, um, I actually was really lucky that I, my first industry job, because I had a funny year, basically Salt and Sauce was my graduation film. Um, and I had a funny year where I got to go to festival screenings for it because I was really lucky, like it premiered at um, like BFI London Film Festival and had quite a good festival run. And um, yeah, it was amazing. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. And, but I was just like really naive and like didn't really know. I was like, oh, well, things will probably just be fine now. I don't know. So, <laughs> You're like, where's my paycheck? It's played at London. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, is there a way I can like make a little bit of money? I don't know. How does this work? And uh, basically, yeah, no, like it was lovely. Like went to screeners and people were like, oh, I really like that. And it was so cool. And I'm like, yeah, great. I work at Paper Chase. Like, um, I don't. You're like, come and buy some pencils. Yeah. I'm living with my mom and dad. Like, I don't. <laughs> what, do, what do I do? And then. Um, yeah, and it's because actually, even though I got a, a lot out of doing a film course, it didn't prepare me, I wouldn't really say, to work in the industry so much. Like, it, it allowed me to meet great people um, and have a lovely time and make a, a film that I was really happy with and proud of at the time. But, um, yeah, I'd, like, actually kind of, like, because I think it's in an art school environment as well, and we were all sort of mostly directors on the course, mm. uh, it's more about like making something and expressing yourself. But, you know, you, all of a sudden I find out, oh, right, I don't have a driver's license, so I can't get any runner jobs. Uh, and all I can be is a runner because I'm just starting out. And yeah, how do I start? But I got yeah. um, Creative Scotland ran these, which I hope they're gonna do again, I need to check, but these like creative traineeships, which created like 10 like year long uh, full time jobs like across the arts um, for like 10 young people. Um, and I think you had to be like age 16 to 25. Um, and I was really lucky to get one of these traineeships. Uh, which had given some money to a production company who were then able to hire me because as Laura was like saying like yeah like um Laura's like the fundraiser and and uh, is the great producer head that we can try and make stuff but Laura needs money too and there's like no like support for <laughs> yeah. there's not it's hard for writer directors right but it's so hard for producers as well and I think when you're a bit naive in your head, you just think producers just have money. And it's like, no, they don't. <laughs> like it's- Yeah, we would love that. We money. would love to have money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, can, can you imagine it is it's like you need to work before you're getting paid you need to work to get paid I tried yeah. to explain this to my mum the other day I was like no no I I, I I'm trying to get paid yeah. but I need to get the funds to get paid so therefore yeah. I need to work for free before it and she was like yeah but you could just apply for and I was like alas you don't get it <laughs> alas it's not that easy I know I think, I think that's the really really tricky thing is that you need to kind of do all this you need to be able to put all this time and work yeah. in without having yeah. any income and hoping that it's going to work out. Which and this goes back to up. the levels of 
Sorry. Big up. You go big up, yeah. I was going to say, can I just big up? The only good thing to come out of this whole coronavirus thing is paid furlough because it's given us mm. like literally three or four months to develop projects and still have a wage whilst obviously not working for the film festival anymore. I was yeah. going to say paid about development that, time. But that's fantastic. And how much more productive has it felt for you guys? I've been working constantly. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not been, uh, yeah, just not for not for the film festival. <laughs> mm. No, I yeah, it feels so fortunate to have that. And I, but then <laughs> I've been quite a bit slow. I have been writing, but I just I, have I, been I, go, I have been writing. I think I want these people that like kind of thinks about things. Uh, for a long time before I'm actively doing them so things are like mulling over and then I'll have really productive like weeks and then I'll have had weeks where I'm a bit slow but um yeah it's been such like a blessing even in a way to like yeah be able to write but also just like even watch like like I've been watching a lot of the BAFTA lectures and things like that of like people yeah. that I'm inspired by and like kind of it's hard like you that's such a valuable thing to like kind of watch stuff as well watch more yeah. films watch more tv and uh, watch talks from people that you know are in the industry and inspire Attend you training yeah yeah and and like kind of consolidate all that because normally those things are yeah the time isn't really allowed for it and I think last year was so intense in terms of yeah. working full time and making a short film you know we were literally like like we'd finish work and we would go do our auditions like in the evening after work and not have any dinner and just be sitting like <laughs> and then I'd commute um, back to Edinburgh afterwards like a tall uh, nutter getting the last train home and then back through to work in the morning <laughs> I don't know how we like made it through to be honest so uh, I've just been coffee? having a wee bit yeah I've been having a wee bit of a rest <laughs> I was like last year was crazy I'm just going to have a small, I'm very lucky to be furloughed, so I'm going to have a bit of a rest and do some yeah. stuff. But does yeah. that not just prove the effectiveness of this, like, artist's wage? It's mm, like, yeah. it's not like we're going to get a wage and go, fucking brilliant, here's the money, let's just sit yeah. back, relax, and we'll see you on the other side. It's like, no, no, we're really so delighted to just have money in that we do work more productively. Yeah. And we've got yeah. that space to, exactly as you said about, like, you've got time to, to mull things over and not think, fuck, I'm on the clock, like, I'm not going to have time to... Yeah do this if I don't just write it quickly because yeah. it is it's all part of the process and we all work so differently to be creative and to find our way through projects and so I think it's been an, an interesting social experiment to say the least on top yeah, of the horror sure. and um the existential dread yeah. <laughs> exactly. so yeah. I mean because that was so good I loved it when I got the email through that I could watch it I know that not everyone will have seen it and I'm being a total like I've seen something you've not because I know that you didn't get your premiere like you were supposed to but it was mm. so good to be able to watch it <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> we're just like oh someone's watched it and they're saying something <laughs> um, yeah we kind of we so Scuzz which is the short film um, that we developed and then were commissioned by Scottish Film Talent Network to make. Um, yeah, we actually just completed it. I would say like a week before lockdown. 
And yeah, wait. so we did the um, we did the final grade review on the Monday, and then on the Wednesday it was lockdown. Oh, oh my god! god. By the, like by the skin of your teeth. Yeah. yeah, like literally, and then we did all of the other stuff by a by a Zoom. Yeah, did all the credits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it true. it kind of worked anyway because I was back in Edinburgh at that point, and Aaliyah was doing Glasgow, so we were doing a lot of stuff just over email and things at that point anyway. But yeah, that final grade review on the Monday. That's mad. And it's interesting because post-production is probably the best part to be able to do in lockdown anyway, mm. because you can kind yeah. of do that remotely. But even, uh, yeah, it's great that you managed to get it in under. And then um, did you just market the kind of, so did you put its campaign together straight away? Or um, what's, what's the kind of future life for it now that it's not had that Edinburgh Film Festival launch? So we're, we've got it out to a bunch of film festivals at the moment, uh, but the problem is because the way the festival year's running, everything got cancelled quite early on and then everything's been pushed and pushed. A lot of the festivals are online, some have been postponed. So there's a lot to do with people's premiere status. Some of the festivals have lost things. So like my, my other day job at the moment is working at Edinburgh International Film Festival. And when that when everything kicked off it was like are we still going to be able to run in June what's going to happen with everyone's premieres like what are we going to do with the stuff we've programmed the stuff we haven't had a chance to program yet so everything's been pushed and we're just kind of sitting and waiting for the festival circuit to pick up again and program it so we can at least go to one screening that's all I want yeah. <laughs> it's one that. fancy one fancy red carpet with me and Aaliyah in our nice dresses yeah we just <laughs> It's just, um, yeah, it's a bit, it was a bit gutting um, not to have the Edinburgh screen in it. And we're now just waiting that maybe it'll get programmed into an online festival and it's still good exposure for the film. But I think we are really excited for that day when we can like watch it in the cinema with an audience. Yeah. Like with my like, um, my mum and dad and like, you're, I'm not sending you a link, like you're not going to watch it until you can be in the cinema and around yeah. other people but I think it's as well yeah that's what we made the film for we made it for cinema and for like sharing it with people in that way so it's yeah, the tangible it's, energy of it it's mm. it, it's so different I mean I can't even imagine mm -hmm. how um it must have felt just sending the email and being like you guys can watch this but not having that instant because that is the buzz that we do this for yeah. yeah like obviously we do it for a lot of other reasons but that buzz when you're in the cinema and you you're watching it on the big screen and you're like mm -hmm. shit all <laughs> of the months that year of like balancing things and commuting yeah. and running around like headless chickens starving ourselves to get the perfect cast it is it and yeah and I think yeah so sorry just that's what you missed. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, that that wound. And I was like, you. all right. <laughs> no, you're so right, though. Give me like, a minute whilst I go cry. Yeah. I, think, um, I think what's lovely about it was going to premiere at Edinburgh as well is that, um, you know, it kind of being like, well, a home city for some of us, but very yeah. close by for others. And having that kind of, final hurrah with the the cast and crew and, and us being able to see it with an audience and like seeing how our work's paid off and I think especially for me and um, you know our our young actor in the film uh, Keon you know it's his 
it's the fir- his first film like yeah, his only his experience was doing yeah drama at school um, and that was it and it's his debut and really wanted him to kind of experience that yeah I feel that I've seen himself on the big screen and and yeah having like people come chat to the cast yeah. like him and our, our other leads about it after and tell them how brilliant they are and yeah I just I'm but we we will get that at some point yeah um but we try to do postponed. we try to do a bit of a kind of like crew catch-up didn't we on zoom <laughs> which is just like so anyone want to come and join us for some drinks on zoom now that we've sent this out <laughs> it was just it was quite nice people were dropping it in was. and out weren't they yeah not it's not the same. the same it's not the same yeah it is it's that, funny how things have translated quote. onto zoom oh sorry leah no it's just there's that lemmy sketch where he goes like it wasn't the same like yeah. <laughs> like everything's crap yeah. I know it's the crap version. Zoom is like the new the new reality of everything on Zoom. It is not the same at all. No. It's it's like because it's funny because we're kind of allowed out a bit more now. Like actually seeing people in real life again and like eyeballing them. You're like this feels like we've not been apart that long because yeah. you've been like speaking on Zoom. But at the same time, it has also just been a really strange time where you don't have that social connection and for so many of us because we're creatives it, the social connection is what we thrive off it's the coffee meetings it's the yeah. uh, guaca yeah. guacaroni guacaroni <laughs> <laughs> we're able to sit with cold green pasta and, and talk beautiful creativity it's funny as well like because I think we did really feel that we just couldn't it was just a bit too devastating to think, right, we'll wait for an in-person screening. Like, I think we just wanted to share it with, like, yeah. um, the cast crew and, like, our su- supporters and and stuff. Just just so people, you know, aren't left waiting forever thinking, what happened yeah. to that film? But also just to get some kind of response is nice. But you do realise as well, like, no one's ever going to write anything critical in an email. Like, people just are, like, really... <laughs> Uh, you can't quite have like the same sort of discussion um, as you would in person. I think it's lovely, like people have said really nice things, but you also are a bit, yeah. it's uh, it's harder in email to have a bit of a, you don't have that flow of conversation where you can kind of dig into things. So it's it's also just like, oh, I really liked it. It's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe actually at the end of the day, maybe it just looks like we're just like seeking um, a wee bit of validation. <laughs> but no, it's not that like, it is nice to share it with people, even if it's yeah. not in the cinema yet. So talk to me more about your week of shooting though, because earlier um, when we were kind of just getting started before we started recording, Aaliyah, you were talking about you as a director and 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 how you kind of are on set. And I think that's a really interesting insight to kind of give people about how you go into that, your kind of the zone. Do you want to talk mm. a bit about that? Yeah. Um, pushing, pushing you straight into the limelight now. Oh no. <laughs> Giving you a little yeah. nudge. <laughs> I was quite scared because <laughs> I hadn't. So I guess, as I said, like basically I made my graduation film and then I had a year which just like disappeared somehow when I was working in paper chase, going to the odd screening. I uh, did like a 
filmmaking class for kids as well but like that year just that year vanished and then I was working in production for a couple of years um, and yeah but I knew that I wanted to try and yeah write and direct again and I really wanted to make a short and like through SFTN could do that but I hadn't been on a set directing in like three years so I was quite afraid I was <laughs> like well I know what to do and it was a mad you know it was a night we did all night shoots Glasgow City yeah. Centre I mean I wrote a film that was set like on Glasgow City Centre streets at night and that's you, how it had to be you had an opportunity to not yeah. do that and you did <laughs> So, as the writer, you could have rewritten. You could have said, to, you could have like, do you have that discussion as a director and the writer? Do you have that kind of, right now you're writing that, but realistically, does it have to be that? No, no, I really like my artistic vision is that half the director's like, mm, I'm not sure. It's like, Ali, you're just going to need to make it work, but please. Um, yeah. I think it's meant that, for bringing that's it the up with you. <laughs> I was like, are I, you sure you want to do this, Aaliyah? Are you positive? Because oh. <laughs> we'll do it if you want to. <laughs> I think it was like, um, I, I kind of knew the payoff would be good in that um, I was like, you know, I've not really seen this side of like Glasgow nightlife um, and kind of been interested in like the kind of music scene. I've not really seen this represented on the screen and it's like, well, probably the reason is, is no one wants to do night shoots in the city centre. But I knew, that, <laughs> I knew that the payoff, if we could do it right, it would have that authenticity and the payoff would be really good. So I'd also watched Good Time, that Safdie Brothers film and just got too excited by it, I think. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make Good Time in Glasgow, but with a woman. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like energy of it um I don't think it is as good as good time but hey ho <laughs> yeah. I've not seen good times but I'm going to stand up for I'm going to stand up for <laughs> I think it was amazing but you're so true I've not seen anything that like represents the Glasgow music scene and and that mm. is such a huge part of Glasgow yeah. like our music yeah. scene is amazing yeah, and so totally. it was really exciting to see that and to like see the like bars see the streets even just your um the people that were like passing the streets and they're I don't know if it's a spoiler but to say that in the chase scene mm. it's like elusive enough we can cut that if you <laughs> I think it's fine I don't it's drop fine. it but um in the chase scene when they're running past like the guys that are out on their nights out it's like mm. they're just Glasgow lads yeah. so, okay so question <laughs> Did you just find them on the streets and say, listen, uh, do you want to be in a movie or did you cast them? We cast, yeah, we cast them. I mean, I think so. One of them's I, our pal. Yeah. <laughs> he also works in film, DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you're <laughs> in. He was on his way home like, from work. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please come. So I would say that uh, the shoot being tough and like me being scared to be on set and directing again but as I was we were kind of saying this before chat and it's like you just do it like you just kind of go into that mode and it's like such intense kind of focus that you don't yeah you're just making it and you're all working towards the same thing so it comes together but it was challenging it was so cold it was November we were outside every night and we were all knackered because obviously your sleep schedule is crazy but also we needed quite a lot of extras and on a yeah. low budget short film 
that is near impossible we kind of realized it's really hard um but yeah they were I mean I, I kind of love that idea of like yeah just bump into some real guys see what happens but like that's a bit too scary so um <laughs> we <laughs> we did we did like manage to rope in some blokes to be the blokes um <laughs> they but, were very yeah. much in character yeah, <laughs> already tight uh, cast entirely yeah <laughs> but it's hard with yeah the shoot was hard but at the same time yeah absolutely it loved fun. it yeah, yeah because you're it's it's really it might sound a bit um stupid but yeah it sounds really like pretentious but basically yeah when I'm on set I kind of have this like intense focus and concentration where like you don't really like care like about anything else like you don't give a crap what your hair looks like because you're there to make a film do you know what I mean it's like it's kind of amazing and quite like invigorating to have that extreme focus and it just makes you feel really like alive like it's so exciting it's like you're like you're creating something from nothing. You're creating a little reality and, and seeing it come together before your eyes is like, oh, the most exciting thing ever. I mean, I remember doing probably my favorite, like the scene I, I really like. It's a weird type of favorite scene in your own film. But yeah, my favorite is a scene in the Cow Cabin's Underpass where the two, two characters like are kind of having an argument and it goes through a lot of shifts. And, watching our two leads Keon and Paula perform that and we did long takes and just kind of let it play out and I was like oh my gosh like this is the magic of the movies like it's actually like feels like magical like it's can so I just cool. point out what was happening alongside this is Aaliyah's yeah. having her magical moment right oh, no. undisturbed I'm like here have a coffee here everyone it's fine and then like this guy was going to make a complaint about us this drunk guy was citing poetry at me for about 20 minutes <laughs> it's like there was so much it was quite funny because we're just trying to like oh. manage the real world away from what's yeah. happening <laughs> yeah, that's like a like, total expectation so reality <laughs> I, yeah I need to give credit that yeah like Laura dealt with so like basically you know the whole crew did an amazing job of keeping me a wee bit sheltered from the reality of like the weird stuff that was going on and um, so that I could focus but poor Laura like you're a champ I feel like you probably had quite a different week to me <laughs> not so much movie magic more like I never want to go out in Glasgow at night again you know what creative picture that's giving me it's giving me that kind of like you know how in these movies about like women casting spells and like these witches where they're like having to focus all their energy to release yeah. all their magic and everyone's around them like we must protect the sacred witch <laughs> they're all like that they're coming me. around them like don't break the circle you can't break the, spell, the spell. <laughs> I am the and high witch. in the middle, like, yeah, exactly. The light's just pulsating from her, like, beam of starlight. <laughs> and but that's why like, we yeah. are in the arts. <laughs> that's how it was, basically. Um, but it was, um, it was your responsibility to get the performance and to get what you wanted. And mm. you're not able to do that if you've got some guy throwing chips at you from <laughs> one side of the alleyway. So it's like, everyone's 
there to support that and to make sure that you could do that so it's like yeah did you get any behind the scenes pictures that captured that like the two realities like this beautiful <laughs> moment this, like the, this is an absolute Laura tearing hair out like <laughs> I feel like we all look like we are struggling in the behind the scenes photos yeah. I have to say like I, I look at the photos I'm like that is not me that is like a sh- that is just a vessel for making the film like that is a shadow of my true self I was just also we we're all wearing like 20 layers because it was so cold cups so of just soup like, and stuff like that and like uh, yeah just no makeup on it like two yeah. o'clock in the morning absolutely hating life I'm just like a hat with glasses like that's all I have <laughs> like <laughs> just knitwear knitwear yeah, hat and glasses just layers um yeah so it was it was mad I think I definitely felt a point where yeah I think we had one night in particular where there was a lot of dealing with the public and yeah just dealing with things that were a bit out out with our control um uh and yeah it just that was quite tough going um yeah and it, it's kind of like you sort of need to pick yourself up and kind of keep motivated and and try to keep our like our lovely crew were all brilliant and like yeah they were really and, great and our cast it. as well like total champs um but you also just feel a little bit like I mean they're there doing a job as well but I'm like I'm sorry we've subjected you to this like <laughs> torment but the film will be good we swear honest um, yeah. can, can you guys do pickups later on this week oh my gosh <laughs> guess what yeah. guys you're getting an early night tonight because we can't go back out there and film in this so yeah <laughs> but it's, that is the way with filmmaking isn't it you plan and plan and plan and yeah. plan and like every detail is like meticulously checked and planned and risk assessed and no matter what you always yeah. get onto the shoot and there are things that come up that you think yeah fuck's sake it's just it's always like it's juggling everything and it's about problem solving continuously and making sure that you can just continue shooting as long as it's safe and that's showbiz baby (laughs) just throwing money at the situation until it's fine (laughs) exactly exactly when you can when you've got money to throw you fucking throw the money yeah so what's next for Lothian films and Aaliyah sorry I've just completely cut you off yeah no go um Aaliyah you go first Wait, what? Was there a question? Sorry, I, like, <laughs> I got distracted It was there. such a fast, it was a fast directional change. I was like, you know, I'm excited. I was like, this has been the build-up. We picked Claire, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go. What's next? For Lothian Films oh, and Aaliyah Gafar. Okay, okay, sorry. That's it, slowed down. So sorry, I got excited. <laughs> uh, what's next? Okay, so yeah, we are... Um, I mean, no time like the furloughed present, we thought, to like try and start working on a feature film. I think it's always felt like such a, and it maybe still does feel a little bit like quite like a distant dream, but we might as well give our best shot. And like yeah. now, I think now as well, because um, after Salt and Sauce, um, and obviously it got, you know, I had a good festival run, got some attention, it was great, but I felt, you know, I've made, one film um really because everything else I'd done before that was kind of kind of small nothing that I could be sort of happy with where I'd had like a proper crew and a support network for so now that I've kind of got two shorts where I feel like I've really been able to have a brilliant team of collaborators and really try and like 
make something that I feel good about it sort of feels like okay I can start thinking about something big so um, and we really enjoyed the process of working together well apart yeah. from Laura <laughs> I was like I had a lovely time but like Laura, <laughs> Laura had to do all the all the the crap basically deal with crazy drug people so maybe she'll say different <laughs> we enjoyed working together and I think we yeah. have um similar tastes and kind of like just similar kind of ethos as well about like the way we want to work and everything so um yes yeah, so and we started. have some good fun, we have fun? <laughs> it's, it's always been fun that's what's been really nice about it it's like even when like the shit hits the fan and everything's awful or whatever we're still kind of laughing about it yeah yeah we had, we had one wee argument once in the entire thing remember and then like a couple hours later we were like let's hug i'm sorry <laughs> And it was over something really stupid. <laughs> I think, was it the hair? I don't know. Yeah, it was the hair. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we, can, we won't go into too much detail about that. But um, <laughs> it was all like sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think we've kind of been through quite a hard project together. And now it's like, yeah, let's, let's keep doing stuff. Um, so yeah, we there's a play that I've kind of loved and um, that I won't give too much details about because um, I don't want any of you to steal it but <laughs> um, oh, outside the paperwork yeah <laughs> pending yeah so, yeah there's a play that I've loved like since I was a teenager and um, that I always thought would make an amazing film so we're trying to like think about that as a feature film and so I've been doing some writing for that and we're hopefully pushing forward with it in some way yeah, yeah. So. that is so exciting it's nice to be able to come out with something so positive to be working on and to have that control over it as well so is there anything else that you guys are wanting to shout about anything that you're wanting to um do you want to um give a shout about scuzz's all the social medias get everyone to get following and yeah like, sure. i mean any, we're just on I mean, Instagram at, as, at, at Scuzz Film and things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's just at There's Scuzz some banging pictures. Banging <laughs> pictures at Scuzz Film. Hopefully we'll have some news and we're going to release a little trailer um, in the yeah. next week or two in our poster as well. So that's quite exciting. And Beautiful. Let people, yeah, and hopefully we'll have some festival news soon. I'm actually doing, uh, I'm doing a crowdfunder for another project, which is starting on Monday uh, called In Her Corner. Um, it's a film about a young female boxer and about how joining the boxing community changes her life around. So that's that's the next thing for Lothian Films at the moment, whilst we simmer away on our feature project. Is that with Leila Josephine? Eh, no, that's another one. That's Groom. So oh. Groom, <laughs> Groom is um... <laughs> one of my other projects. <laughs> Room um, is a short about a young girl. There's a theme here, by the way, have you noticed? <laughs> um, it's about a teenage girl who goes into a nail salon uh, and it becomes quite clear quite quickly that the woman who owns the salon doesn't have her best interests at heart. And it's about a story about grooming and being groomed. Um, so that's with the new version of SFTN, that's with Short Circuit. Oh, well, it's been an absolute delight to chat to you both. Thank you so much yeah, for taking the time awesome. and taking the time out of this gorgeous sunny day. We've had such an amazing week of sunshine. Oh, 
Are you an no, Edinburgh? Edinburgh. <laughs> no, no, Edinburgh. Edinburgh. <laughs> we have thunderstorms. <laughs> well, what? honestly, look at look at the light on my face. Nobody That's else can see that. In my basement flat, like you could literally be anywhere in the world at any time of season. It's just a little cave. Um, oh. So I, yeah. We'll but make our millions off the feature film and get you out of that basement. Okay, get <laughs> me <laughs> some <somewhere. laughs> I want some big windows. That's all I want. South facing glass window penthouse. It's not too much to ask. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. And for everyone listening, stay nasty. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to just be because it doesn't nasty. go wrong. <laughs>